You're listening to the Nojwani Book Club. My name is Harwinder Singh Mandir and welcome to our weekly update. This takes us from page 56 of Saffron Salvation by Simarjit Kaur up to page 100 which is the end of chapter 20. So spoiler alert, if you haven't read up to page 100 yet of Saffron Salvation by Simarjit Kaur then don't listen on. Well, it's been a fun reading. over the last 10 chapters or so and over the course of the preceding 50 or so pages we've been introduced further into the strange mind that belongs to Sharon we've gone from her wanting to say no to the arranged marriage invitational meeting that she was going to to falling head over heels in love with the potential one in inverted commas and over the course of these chapters we find that actually they fast track the marriage and it's going to happen imminently moreover sharan has taken the decision to remain in the punjab now sometimes reading through these chapters can seem confusing in this third edition we've got a lot more work than existed previously in the first and second edition of Saffron Salvation and the author has sometimes i think confused issues more by adding more context and more detail for the reader who found it a little confusing particularly in this area chapter 16 you're not alone just keep going and it all makes sense as you get further along So chapter 16 in particular is quite confusing because we completely sideline from them being in Amritsar at one moment Sharan and her the one Jassa plus Mataji and we have these new three characters introduced and we then in chapter 16 overnight we are suddenly transported to Delhi which is where those three characters are actually from it's really an introduction to two different groups it's an introduction to jassa's cousin raju and it's also an introduction to durga and sunil and this is almost like an introduction to the help in inverted commas of people who are clearly side characters and present though a different way of looking at everything that is taking place and as we get through further in the book it will become clear how and why these characters become important to the storyline but leaving that aside and leaving aside sometimes the quite unsubtle dialogue and jumping from one period of time to the next it's still i found a very very interesting read i'll use that word again it's quite unsubtle but the amount of information that is being passed on particularly to a reader who hasn't got much knowledge of the punjab in the 1980s and the sikh movement of that time period leading up to the year of 1984 it's actually a brilliant way of giving out information i think and that's one of the reasons why i fell in love with saffron salvation but enough on that aside there's a few things we've got to pick up that happen over the course of these chapters the first one is a carry on from what we looked at in last week's update The idea that Sharan and Jassa could go off alone <laughs> continues to make me laugh particularly when we see them back in the hut at the start of this reading from page 57 onwards they return back to the hut and people from the village gather and 
everyone now knows they're going to be married it's going to happen and as sometimes customarily actually does happen in the Punjabin villages so as that scene brings us in and we start to see the two of them celebrating what's about to be a imminent marriage it's just another moment again where I wanted to raise how funny it is the idea of them going off alone I don't know how many of you listening to this have ever had experiences of being introduced to people to get married to introduced to the one as Sharnis in this book but you do have some quite funny encounters and when you're left alone to speak it is usually quite funny I on two separate occasions was allowed to go and speak to the potential one I've got to stop saying that it's annoying me now I was left alone to speak to the potential other person in this relationship in a bedroom. I can't think of anywhere more awkward and worse to send someone. The good news is uh, one of those potential others turns out to be my wife and we laugh about it to this day how our first official conversation together and to see how we fitted and whether we wanted to spend our lives together and if we even wanted to see each other again was spent in a tiny small bedroom. as it happens coincidentally to this story in Hounslow uh and that brings me to another part is some quite interesting aside mentions here of places like Ross Street Gordora in, in Canada and BC in British Columbia but the constant references to Southall and Hounslow must be i hope exciting some of the readers i know it does me in particular when when Sharon makes the comment that she's now marrying Jessa and it seems he's quite serious and she concludes that she can no longer <laughs> go clapping or partying that from now on <laughs> she's going to have to read newspapers as you can see makes me chuckle even when i'm thinking about it now as if her life is not already complex enough she throws that one in there no more clubbing and partying i've got to start reading the newspapers I'm going to have to be a serious wife of a man who could potentially be a political leader or a union leader. It's quite amusing. And in amongst all of this, Sharon makes some very profound statements. One of which comes at the end of chapter 18 that the mortal prays for what their small mind can think of. And such astute lines standing in and in amongst what I said at the top of the podcast is sometimes quite unsubtle dialogue. for me is one of the reasons why i like this book it's quite frank and in your face the author is not your everyday fiction author dialogue i don't think is a huge strength of hers but putting across ideas that just stand out through the mind of sharan really makes this book what it is and that brings us to really what this is all about i mean in chapter 15 Sharon talks about the spinster and how the word spinster needs to change because marriage doesn't bring more power for a female than not and again such a profound statement to make makes you realize that Sharon on the face of it we think is just this flitty very confused and sometimes manic individual who was reciting mantras to convince herself that she would say no to this potential partner meeting immediately upon meeting him who then falls madly in love with him and says that she's not only going to marry him but will stay in the Punjab with him all of that basically pales into insignificance she is not manic and she is not someone who's very flitty and this way and that way she's not someone who's confused well 
she is confused but aren't we all she's actually someone who's a very very complex individual and a complex being and ultimately what this book is starting to show us in these chapters is that sharan is not besotted necessarily by the individual jassa and the one and what he is she's besotted by an idea she's besotted by the idea of an ideal man and an ideal life and one in which the backdrop to their life will be the color on the canvas of her love and that it will provide the context for her salvation ultimately she's besotted by the idea of punjab throughout the early chapters of what we've been reading there she's besotted by the idea of punjab and will live it because of jassa and then as we go further on with some of these chapters and of course when we jump ahead in time to 1994 10 years on she's of course thinking wow it's absolute hell living in the bend and those 3 days before the wedding were absolutely diabolical it's the idea she's besotted by she chases after ideas she chases after a dream she's chasing after something that she hopes will bring her salvation and on those thoughts i will leave you to say that thank you for listening to this weekly update we are rapidly approaching our first monthly chat which i can confirm to you now will be on microsoft teams you do not need to have an account in order to join the link will go up and will go out to everyone who's on the email update list so when we meet on sunday 29th november in a virtual chat to discuss everything we've read over the last month it will be over microsoft teams thank you very much to the three people who sent us messages about what their thoughts were on the story so far you were all anonymous so i've included some bits of things you were saying thus far but not everything what i am going to do is add some more of what you said on our text page with updates for the book club You've been listening to myself Harinder Singh Mandir for the Nojwani Book Club as we continue to read Saffron Salvation by Simarjit Kaur.